On this week's episode of The Smoke Break, we talk with Ayanna Perry about finding solutions instead of coping mechanisms. We also discuss giving and receiving feedback. On The Joke Break, we talk about what's the most annoying part of me. Check us out on Shady Pines Radio, Pretty Dope Experience Radio, and Spotify. Welcome to The Smoke Break. We are here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio, as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. If you miss episodes, you can catch them on Spotify or on YouTube. Uh, Every week, we like to talk to somebody with the philosophy that, uh, you know, I may not know everything, but I think there's something I can learn from everyone. Mm -hmm. And the person I'm learning from this week is Ayana Perry. Yo, what's up? Hey. You want to go ahead and give us a little bit of an introduction about what you do so we know who we're talking to? Yes. All right. So like you said, my name is Ayana Perry. I consider myself an artist first and foremost. Um, but I'm also a health and life coach and a certified hypnotist. And I have a whole food plant-based cookbook that'll be coming out soon. Wow. Nice. You didn't even and- tell me about that. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> We're all finding out that together. Is, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. And I've recently been taking modeling more seriously and sure. um, have been doing some runway shows. And I am now wow. signed with Northwest Model Management. So, um, yeah. yeah. So I, well, a wide variety of things. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, awesome. I can definitely, I can definitely relate. Um, well, this week we're actually going to be talking about uh, finding solutions instead of coping mechanisms. Um, a little bit about this. You want to, you want to go ahead and fill me out on your philosophy and then I can tell you a little bit about mine. Uh, sure. It's so just kind of tackle that whole. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Just basically, the, I guess. Like, I guess I'll I'll start it off. So basically, I guess for me personally, like I tend to find coping mechanisms to get me through what I'm dealing with, but I don't tackle the larger issue at hand. So I end up, you know, I guess just covering up the thing instead of solving the thing. And I still end up with the problem and I still have to use these coping mechanisms instead of at, you know, finding a, you know, like like we were talking about just a solution. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, totally. So yes, finding solutions rather than coping mechanisms. I, one of my biggest examples of this is with performance anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know so many people have anxiety, oh, so yeah. I think it's a good, mm-hmm. just kind of general thing to use. Um, so like a coping mechanism for that would be, okay, let me learn breathing patterns. Let me, you know, figure out these things that I can do to deal with that when it happens. Mm-hmm. You know, some people will go the medication route. All there's, there's all these different coping mechanisms to deal with it. What I became interested in was because, uh, or what I became interested in was actually how do I not have to deal with this anxiety that comes yeah. up anymore? Yeah. And so that led me to coaching and hypnosis. And um, really, we're all emotional creatures. So we all are going to experience the whole spectrum of emotions at some point or another. Sure. Um, but understanding how emotions work and understanding your your patterns and like why things happen the way they do for yourself to me that's where the key is um in like finding actual solutions is understanding what's actually happening in your brain and your body and then okay how do i shift this pattern so that I'm no longer, like you said, having to cope with it and it's actually changed and yeah. like I'm free of this thing. Yeah. So, Instead of having to like overcome an obstacle, it's like, how do I remove this obstacle so I don't yes. have to yeah. jump over it every single time? Every single there's, time. Like, there's literally like a hurdle you're continuing to yeah. jump over that it's just like, why don't you just move the yeah, hurdle? I could learn how to jump yeah. higher or <laughs> yeah. I could move the shit out of the way. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so do you think like a certain amount of reprogramming comes with that? Yes, I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Um, and I think it, so that's an interesting thing. I, I really think it's important to like define the terms that we're using because language is really important. Oh, like insane. language, mm-hmm. language shapes our reality yeah, like in, in many ways. And mm-hmm. so um, what was the word that you had said just a second ago? Reprogramming? Yes, reprogramming. Yeah. Sorry, that's, I, that, that's I got you. ADHD, <laughs> like that's yeah. going to happen. So. Yeah. <laughs> you, no, you were all good. I was just like, Amanda? Yeah. <laughs> what were we talking yeah, about? Yeah. <laughs> um, Yeah, reprogramming. So you have to understand that like every single human is being programmed since we're born. Mm -hmm. And until Mm -hmm. we become adults, we're not really in control of that programming. So yeah, everybody gets programmed in whatever way they, you know, the the community that they're raised in, the family, like Mm -hmm. all these circumstances essentially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
But then you become an adult and we have this amazing brain that we have that has the ability to, uh, we, ha- we have a prefrontal cortex. We mm-hmm. can think ahead. We can plan and strategize mm-hmm. in ways that like other creatures cannot. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and I think that's where... All of my problems come from. <laughs> <laughs> I'm constantly hey, planning. You could yeah. argue that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that it's all your programming. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. The, so, yes, you're, you're programmed as a child and then we become adults. And so it's like, okay, now you're faced with either continuing to let the world program you by chance with whatever it it has for you or you can get intentional about programming yourself mm-hmm. because yeah. there's like there's not really an alternative the world the world is going to program you whether you like it or not so sure. you could might as well be aware of it yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. absolutely so like what are some steps that you can take if you're trying to uh, change your programming well first you got to be aware of mm. what's actually programming yep. you. So that's like okay what are you listening to? What are you reading? What are the people around you saying? And also, you know, taking a look at your your familial patterns and yeah. history, the things that you learned growing up and beginning to question all the stuff that you learned, which mm-hmm. can be kind of a, a scary thing to do. Like, oh, yeah. what oh, if yeah. everything that I know is a lie? Yeah, um, absolutely. But but by doing that and by being able to like question all these things and get aware of what your programming currently is, then you get to actually have a choice about, okay, how do I want to, do, do I want to keep this programming? Do I like this pattern? Do I want to keep this or do I want to start programming something else. So that that first step is always going to be awareness, I think. Okay. Um and then after that, so then how do you actually program yourself? That's where that's what took me to hypnosis. Um mm-hmm. and hypnosis is kind of this uh term that has a lot of different connotations that come with it, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but for me, it's not hypnotist and affair. Is this yes. a lot of the same thing or very different? So I'm not like a stage hypnotist, uh, but they are all—they are all, they are all That's in what the same. You told same... me so you could get on here. You told me you were a stage hypnotist. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that did happen. Um, uh, I know okay. ADHD. Yeah, I'm so yes. sorry. So yeah, no, the... it's okay. So it's not just like waving a clock at, back and forth at like a party trick or like no, a magic trick. It's... Yeah. So what's actually going on, like? My understanding of hypnosis mm-hmm. is that so we have these different brainwave states and like right now we're in the the highest brainwave state with the most amount of of waves and I can mm-hmm. never remember what the different states are called. You think very highly called. of me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Probably like your more conscious brainwave sort of. Yes, it's uh-huh. the, it's the most active, the mm-hmm. one with like the most whatever this is. Yeah. I, you know, I, I see, yeah, <laughs> wavelengths, whatever the, yeah. the closest wavelengths are. So that's what we're we're in right now. Um, in hypnosis, you're essentially taking yourself down a couple brainwave states mm-hmm. to like a place where your where your subconscious is much more um, because you have this conscious mechanism where you can hear something and you can reject it. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. so, as when we're kids, you don't really have that same conscious mechanism that can hear something that that someone tells you and be like, "Oh, that's not true," or, or reject it, or whatever. We, you yeah. just you're you're absorbing a lot of things mm-hmm. until you get to that certain point. Sure, that so you're more moldable as a kid too. Y- exactly, you're to figure that out. <laughs> so that's like is like is children. We spend most of our time in those lower brainwave states mm-hmm. until we age to a certain point, and then our brain brains you know activate that other brain wave state mm-hmm. where it's like where we are where we are now uh-huh. mm-hmm. um or we're programmed <laughs> yes so so to reprogram really it's you go to this slightly like lower brain wave state where mm-hmm. things go in more easily where you're more able to transform things um i think about it kind of like a state of daydreaming. So, okay. you know, okay. I think especially people with like ADHD, we're te- it seems like we're often avid daydreamers, you know, mm-hmm. we can go off into our imagination and imagine all these scenarios and uh-huh. um, none of them are good <laughs> for me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something to notice right there. Yeah, that's yeah. Like- <laughs> I'm very aware. I'm uh, yeah. not very active about finding <laughs> solutions, but I do know there's problems. Yeah, well, you know the problem and that's the first step towards finding yeah. a solution as well. Some, so that's some part people, of the journey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some people don't even want to acknowledge yeah. that like, oh, Maybe there's a thing here that mm-hmm. could be changed. Yeah. Um, and that's a whole topic in well, of itself, like, shame and like all that stuff. Yeah. Absolutely, know? absolutely. Well, I always like to say that realizing you're on fire is not the f- last step. Yes. No, that's the first step. <laughs> that's the first step. Yeah. 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 There's a second step after that. Yeah, thankfully. Yeah. You don't have to remain on fire. <laughs> <laughs> but as you were saying. 
Yeah. So hypnosis, like I said, kind of like that daydreaming state where it's it becomes much more easy to like see that mental movie that happens in your head. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, those lower brainwave states. So that's you can you're in that state oftentimes when you're watching movies mm, or okay. when you're reading a book and it's like you're now kind of watching this mental movie as you're reading. Mm. That could be considered a state of hypnosis. Okay. Mm. Um, people do meditations. That can be considered a state of hypnosis. Yeah. Um, sure. So there's all these different... You kind of wh- just need to take your brain from where it's at and take it down. Like yeah, it, it doesn't need to be exactly where it was at. downshifted a gear or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> sort of, yeah. yeah. So, so it's getting yourself to this state where you... Um, um, for some people, it's like intense focus. You know, you mm-hmm. can get there. Some you'll like draw or whatever for five hours and not even realize it's been five hours. Yeah. Like that can be a state of hypnosis sure. too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like time travel. It feels like when you're really involved in yeah. a project that you're focused on. Totally. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when when you're aware of that, then you can do things like. Um, listen to music that has really positive lyrics and mm-hmm. things that you want to program yourself with and then have that as your playlist when money, you're guns, in women, your car. Money, guns, Exactly. Women. So that is like, that is literally, even though people might say that, you know, oh, music isn't real, video games aren't real and stuff, you got to realize that whether you realize it or not, to some degree, that stuff is programming your yeah. brain. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, any constant intake of anything is going to have a, a long-lasting effect. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Your environment's very important because it is shaping you whether you think that's true or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, um, I, I definitely, I guess for me, um, I just, I realized that like, uh, I have to I have to separate myself from my emotions because I'm very much like when I feel something, I'm like very much in that, you know, so it's like to be able to take myself down a little bit mm-hmm. and be like, you know, to to even just like take a couple deep breaths. Like it's so weird because everyone's just like, oh, take some deep breaths. And you're like, well, breathing, have I not been doing it right? And it's just like, honestly, it's the one thing that we do constantly, but we never think about, exactly. you know, so it's like if you were to do that with intention and just kind of take yourself away from, you know, just like that initial like reaction to something happening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's incredibly important. Uh, Amanda, how what has been your experience? And I don't think I introduced you or myself. I'm your old pal Zane. This is Amanda Lindeal. <laughs> and this is a late <laughs> introduction, but no you know who we are. There's no Malik. It's fine. We'll make it work. <laughs> we miss him. We love him. He's yes. at summer camp right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but yeah, so like in, in in your case, like, have you had like any um, thing that like, I guess that you'd want to reprogram that you're like, hey, like this is something that's reoccurring. I need to to find a solution instead of like a coping mechanism. Um, I think that breathing is a really important uh, way to ground yourself and be present in the moment, because like you said, we don't think about it, but we do it constantly. So when you like are mindful of your breathing, it just reminds you that like I'm not in control of everything. I breathe without knowing it. But when I focus on my breathing, it's like, oh, now I am like bringing in life. And you can like inhale and then exhale and kind of like imagine that that's the I'm stress dying. or anxiety <laughs> leaving your body. Shut up. <laughs> um, so that's helped me a little bit. Uh, and also I, I definitely have stage fright and I okay. use alcohol to cope with that. So that was my coping mechanism. Um, How was that? Uh, well, you think it's going well until you develop this dependency on it and then yeah. you can't perform without it. And then you feel like you're not worthy or you're not good or you're not funny or mm-hmm. talented unless you have a buzz. And so Performing without that was uh, gave me so much anxiety and stage fright. It felt like I was doing it for the first time. But reminding myself, I've done this a thousand times. I know what I'm doing. And um, I don't need this to to have a positive experience. If anything, it's made things a little more difficult. (laughs) It it might have started as a solution, but it became a problem. Mm. So to be able to find ways of reminding myself and grounding myself like breathing exercises or um, just, just giving yourself like a pep talk, talking to yourself like you would talk to a friend. Like if you were anxious before a show and be like, well, don't fuck it up, Zane. Like I would you, you need to get that. drunk. I'm otherwise pretty... no one's going to love you. Yeah, like that's what I might yeah. say to me, yeah, but that's not I what like, I would that's say That's what to I you. say to you every time before you get on stage, Amanda. <laughs> but I just feel like, Hey, you got this. You've done it before. You know, you're talented. You're funny. You have things to say and people love you. You know, and that's what I would say to my friends. So I'm trying to say that to me too, which yeah. feels strange, but it's like, that's we need really to love good. ourselves. <laughs> yeah. We never talk to ourselves like we would talk to our best friend. Yeah, Absolutely. I love that. That is that is super important to 
to take to have that awareness and notice how you're talking to yourself mm-hmm. because that's honestly the cause of most problems is how you're talking to yourself. Yep. And the program <laughs> that that how yeah. we talk to ourselves is deeply programmed and I feel like yeah. being an adult especially like in 30s at least for me is a lot of unprogramming that mm-hmm. stuff. It's yeah. just like, ew, I've been doing this forever for all my yeah. whole 20s. I was talking to myself like that. I was treating myself like that. Yeah. Gross. I would break up with me if I wasn't stuck with me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, better, I better get it together. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to lose me. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to take a real quick commercial break. We'll be right back with a smoke break. We're here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio and Pretty Dope Experience Radio. This is Christopher Walken. Just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Shady Pines Radio. And they have an app that you can download. There's lots of good things on there, radio-wise, that you wouldn't hear anywhere else. I listen in my trailer on the set at movies. It's something so I don't get so mad when I play a lot of bad guys, nasty types on movie screen. Anyway, you should listen to it. It's good. Just <laughs> walking. I wanted a Golden Globe, you know. No big deal. Go about your business. That's it. Shady Pines Radio! Ah! Cool, and we are back with the smoke break. Pew, <laughs> <laughs> pew, hey. Uh, we're here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio, as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. In the chat, they're saying that we sound pretty weird, uh, but there's nothing I can do about that <laughs> except talk. Uh, sounds like I have auto-tune, and I've always wanted auto-tune, and I can't afford the plug-in, so uh, I probably sound pretty <laughs> sweet right now. Nice. Um, so for this next part, uh, I only wanted to talk a little bit about breathing right before we go to the next part, so do you want to wrap that up real quick? Yeah, so you'd mentioned breathing, and I think that it's important to understand why that works because, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people are told that like, oh, you know, focus on your breathing. And a lot of people are like, what the hell? That doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And so there's there's a mechanism behind that. Why that works is that when you have a certain breathing pattern, when you focus on your breathing, it activates your parasympathetic parasympathetic nervous system, which tells your body that I'm safe, that I'm okay. Mm -hmm. So you get into this anxious state, this fight or flight state, and your breathing automatically changes whether you're aware of it or not. And so Mm -hmm. then by doing that, okay, let me take a conscious like four seconds in, hold it, four seconds out or whatever, you are activating your body's stuff that exists that Mm -hmm. is literally telling your physical body, hey, I'm okay, I'm safe, there's no immediate danger right now. Mm -hmm. And so that's why those breathing techniques work. And I think it's important to know that because you can kind of just dismiss it if it's like, okay, focus on your breathing. Like, well, what does that actually do? Yeah. Um, Yes, I'm breathing in. Now I'm breathing out. And like Zane had said, it's like, I breathe all the time. It's like, yeah, "Yeah, but we're not aware of it. So being aware of it is a way of kind of uh, reminding your body that you're safe, that you're okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Um, so the next thing that we did that we did want to talk about was uh, giving and receiving feedback. Um, that's mm-hmm. a tricky thing. That's a tricky mm-hmm. thing. Some people suck at giving feedback. Some people suck at receiving feedback. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I think that um, feedback is incredibly important. Um, I'm somebody who takes a lot of feedback, and that's because I know that, once again, I don't have all the answers, but I literally can learn something from everyone. Um, so being able to receive feedback is something that uh, I, I I pride myself on and uh, being able to give feedback. I feel like I get pretty good feedback. There's definitely times I miss the mark. Mm-hmm. There's definitely times I miss the mark where I'm just like, this sucks. And I'm like, no, I'm not saying you suck. And then I'm like backpedaling and it's this yeah. awkward. Uh, mm-hmm. No, it's a, the thing that you created sucks. No, 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 no. This is this is all going horribly wrong. Um, so, yeah, giving feedback, uh, receiving feedback. They're both an art. Uh, and what better artist to explain to us how to do these? Than yeah. Ayanna Perry. Yeah, I've done a lot of giving and receiving feedback. Um, art school really taught me a lot about critique and um, helped me gain some skills that just like translate to pretty much everything because we give and receive feedback through all parts of our lives. And if we can't receive feedback, that's like a major bar towards our life progress. Yeah, yeah. yeah you um, can't really grow if you don't know exactly. where you need to grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then also, you got to acknowledge that like a lot of feedback or 
all feedback essentially is just other people's thoughts and mm. you also don't have to care about them at all. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you absolutely. can yeah, take it with a grain of salt. It can yeah. really be helpful or you can be like, I don't agree at all, but yeah. thank you yeah. for letting me know. Well, <laughs> I mean, you, could be, you could be drawing a hand all wrong and but think that from your perspective that you drew the best hand and until somebody's just like, hands have five fingers, then mm -hmm. like you can't really draw a better hand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've never drawn anything, so this is a very strange analogy to me. Uh, well, I heard in cartoons they draw with four fingers because it's easy or something. That's why a lot of cartoon characters only have four mm. fingers. All right, guys. Okay. So. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely think that like, you know, being able to uh, just be open to, you know, other people's perspectives, but not letting it be like this overpowering thing where it's just like, don't let it determine what you're going to do, but let it guide what you're going to do later. Mm -hmm. Take, yeah, take things into consideration and then decide what's right for you and decide what's not right for mm -hmm. you. Um, but I think the important thing about like what, what the core of giving and receiving feedback is, is being able to sit with your emotions. And when someone says something that's potentially triggering, um, acknowledging that sensation that's happening in your body, mm -hmm. noticing that we don't really get triggered when somebody says something that we don't believe on some level. Sure. So no, like if true. somebody, okay. if somebody's gonna, you know, come to me and tell me that like, Oh, I think your artwork is terrible. It sucks or whatever to me. That's like comical because mm -hmm. I know deep within myself that like I like my own artwork mm -hmm. and I think it's cool and like I know that I can improve on things. But sure. somebody coming to me with that, it's just like it's laughable. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And Unless so if you're somebody insecure that day, it, then maybe well, nerve or something, you know? Yeah. But <laughs> so if somebody comes and says something that I've already noticed mm -hmm. that like I would like to change myself, say that they come and tell me, you know, about a specific piece that I've made hey, your proportions are like way off here. And I had already been thinking yeah. about, mm -hmm. oh, those proportions are off. What if someone notices and then somebody points it out? I'm going to immediately feel a little bit triggered about that. Like, sure, ooh, yeah, they yeah. notice. Like, ah. Mm -hmm. um, but it's important to notice that response and not get into the Im immediate defense of the thing. Yeah. Just, just take it in. Just digest it. Keep in mind, know that you don't have to take anybody's feedback, but it's there to help you. Mm -hmm. And so... It's it really becomes a lesson in like feeling that emotional response that comes up and allowing your body to process it, do whatever you need to, you know, move around, you know, um, do whatever you have to do to just like feel that emotional response, but still intake the feedback that's coming. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's I think there's there's a lot of subtleties in like, OK, not not taking stuff personally mm -hmm. and um yeah, there's there's a difference yes. between being sensitive and like taking stuff personally, and you and you can, yeah. you can be sensitive about the stuff that you make, but like you never need to take anything personally. For mm -hmm. sure, for sure. Um, so I think uh the the next part that would probably be good to cover is like how do you properly give feedback? You know, like if 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 some of these things end up being triggering, how do I do my best to communicate that I want somebody to be better, but uh I do it without that. being yeah. and it being hurtful. Yeah, yeah. So there are some different strategies to that, and. I think it's also important to be aware that we, while it's good to be aware of and be considerate of other people, we can never fully control other people's emotional responses. Like mm -hmm. we don't actually know. So we can stop. We can do our yeah. best to, to go about things in a way that is going to be well received sure. and, and all that. But yeah, you also got to keep in mind that like being afraid of triggering people isn't doing for anyone, anything for anybody. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. So in terms of giving feedback, the way that I go about giving feedback is be really specific with people yeah. and make sure you're making it about the work and um, give compliments, be like point out something that you like about it right beforehand. Like the compliment sandwich. Yes, method. sort yeah. of, sort mm -hmm. of like the compliment sandwich. However, except it doesn't be, have another slice of bread. Yes, be, be, <laughs> open be, face compliment sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can do a compliment yeah. on either side yeah, or whatever. Taco. Um, <laughs> but I think honestly, I think doing the compliment on the other side of it is a, a way to like pad the yeah. the feedback that sometimes then you get that point lost a little bit totally. because you've you've sandwiched it. So like I like to start. Too much. Yeah, yeah, I like to start with a compliment, but then like get to the thing and make sure that it's about the work, not about the person. Mm -hmm. And that's important. Um, you don't some, suck. Your work does. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes some of the best feedback is asking questions, like asking clarifying questions. Yeah. So like, what do, were you trying to do so here? Did you did you intend to do this? Did you you know like things like that yeah. can really help 
help someone think about what it is they're doing. But yeah, being specific about, um, okay, you know, take, you know, artwork, for example. Um, If somebody has a painting and, you know, you, you like the subject matter, but you don't necessarily like their use of color or whatever. Sure. So you you could say something like, hey, I really love how you've depicted this subject matter. I think that it would translate better to an audience or be more well received if you had considered these elements mm-hmm. as yeah. well. If you had... Yeah. That's a great way to give critique. Like, I think that's perfect way of, of acknowledging the craft that went into it, but then it could be received differently if you did this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's perfect. Well, something that like I had learned kind of in comedy was uh, I would do this thing where every time somebody would go up and be good set. And uh, yeah, yeah, Amanda, Amanda just immediately got triggered by that because that is literally like the most useless thing you can tell anybody, you know, like unless it was like a killer set all the way around, like that is one of the most useless things that you can tell somebody because it's like, yeah, it's compliment. It's a compliment, but it's like it doesn't tell them what they did right. You know, like they can't build from that. If if uh, what if they did horrible, but you say a good set because you said it to everyone else, you don't want to feel left out. And then they think they're doing great when they did exactly not good. Not good. (laughs) And they need a little help. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, and that's where I started to find that like the most effective way that I could give critique is to be specific. And yes. It is to be like, hey, I really like this joke where you did this. Mm-hmm. And something that I kind of had learned from Amanda was like a good way to critique uh, like a joke if you think that it it could have gone better is to be like, I thought the direction you were going to go with it was this, you know, because then it's not you being like, I think my idea is better than yours. And I have this my brain went this way. Yeah. So it's just, it's have saying you thought that about the joke. Yeah. Have you thought, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So just kind of setting it up in a way. So that way you are, um, you're telling them what you enjoyed. And at the same mm-hmm. time, you're telling them, you know, what you thought could have gone better, but without doing it in a way that's just like, I know better. Yeah. 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 I think the core thing here is realizing that it's just a bunch of people's thoughts. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. it's your thoughts. It's my thoughts. My thoughts are out on this piece of paper or out on the stage or whatever it is. Now I want to know what your thoughts are about mm-hmm. my thoughts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts about my thoughts? Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's literally what I've been searching for my entire life is people's <laughs> thoughts about my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And people also, people also like come to me for comedy, like consulting and feedback and the tough things. People are like, what do you think of my set? And if it's not at all funny, it's really difficult to like find compliments in there. But I, I, I make sure to tell people, I think the reason why this joke wasn't well received is because you're going in this direction and then you're punching down. Have you thought about the same direction, but like change the direction that you're punching? So like mm-hmm. the setup was good, but the punchline was hurtful. How can you make it to where it's not mean? How mm-hmm. can you make it to where you're not making fun of people that are already down? How can you make it either like a totally different direction, like misdirection? Because mm-hmm. that's hilarious. People might be like, oh no, this feels like it's going to be mean. And then it's silly. Yeah. I was like, that's a great way to do it is like people are like, oh no. But then instead of you like digging your heels into it and being mean and be like, and then it's silly. Yeah. So it's yeah. like there, pew, pew. there's ways that you can kind of change things to where you don't necessarily have to change the whole thing, like the whole artwork or the whole joke, but maybe the direction it's going in. People aren't receiving it because it feels mean. People don't want to laugh at mean stuff. People want to ma- feel safe when they're laughing at a joke, not like they're hurting people's feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. No, I think that's that's really um, important. Um, so we got about two minutes left. I just wanted to know um, just a couple like tips on on how to receive feedback better how to uh, kind of like put up those barriers and be like, okay, I'm taking this just with a grain of salt. Um, Well, yeah, I think it's reminding yourself before you go in. So having this, having this structure of like, okay, I'm, I'm going to, well, show this to people. I'm going to, I'm going to put put this this out out to the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be aware that, other people's thoughts are just other people's thoughts. And like, I don't have to take them on if I don't want to. Mm -hmm. And the great thing about that is that it also gives you the freedom to choose the thoughts that you do like that people give you and Mm -hmm. like, Oh, okay, I can actually apply that. Yeah. Um, by just removing that really that judgment about it. And, um, like I said, there's that difference between being sensitive and taking things personally. And I, we often grow up like I don't know, you know, maybe some people have escaped this, but I haven't met them. Um, <laughs> we, we we grow up in our culture that our school system is really not designed to create thinkers and people that um, 
It's it's designed to just produce like people that yeah, follow that the rules and, follow. and pump yep. out the thing and mm-hmm. like is, keep your head down. And it's not designed to create um, or like people aren't taught about emotions and mm-hmm. uh, self-awareness mm-hmm. and all these things that I think like actually really matter for having a productive life where mm-hmm. you're not depressed and anxious and like all the shit that America has created. So yeah, being aware of that and then it's really about just getting in touch with your body so that you can handle any emotions that come up because that like that's I think that's like might be the key to life right there is mm-hmm. is being able to sit with any emotional experience that happens mm-hmm. because when you're able to feel like anything and not be afraid of it mm-hmm. that's yeah, when you're that's able to yeah like you can hear all the feedback and take the pieces that are actually meaningful to you rather than rejecting it all because feeling the emotion is too it much all in. or taking it all in because you don't have a like that healthy sense of self self, yeah. self essentially yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely that's um, perfect all right awesome well thank you it. yeah, yeah. That's really, that was really good all right cool we're gonna take a real quick commercial break but we will be right back with the smoke break we're here every sunday from <laughs> 9 to 10 a.m on shady pines radio so it's pretty dope experience radio patches come here boy i love patches and that's why i love patch dog hey dad were you calling me no i was calling the dog patches yes father oh not you honey patch dog makes custom iron-on embroidery patches i can give them my design and in a couple weeks i've got custom patches they can be of my daughter patches my son patches jr or even my dog patches yes dear Uh, no no that's Patches, my wife. I'm just making a commercial. And because Patch Dog loves you so much, use the code SPR10 for a 10% discount. Yay. And you know they've got that free domestic shipping. For more information, check out patch.dog and fall in love with Patches like me. Did you yes, me? dear. No, I'm making a commercial for Patch Dog. Patch Dog. And we are back with the smoke break. We are here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio, as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. I have not introduced myself one time. I am your host, your old pal Zane, here with Amanda Lindiel. Hi, friends. And Ayanna Perry. Yo, you just waved on an audio podcast. <laughs> yeah. Nope, you're totally fine. It's confusing because we got video, too. It is. So it's very, it's very disorienting. If you're watching live, that was pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cool. So this part of the show is called The Joke Break. Um, sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's not. Just like jokes. And this week... <laughs> We are asking the question from the game Let's Get Real Bro. What's the an- most annoying part about me? Not no. <laughs> not is it you? I thought it was about being me. Let's see more. Okay, how about we do it about ourselves? Most yeah, of, I was gonna say. Don't you guys say? start to I, I don't know. I gotta read. It's what's the most annoying part about being me? So I think we should do that from perspective of ourselves instead of everyone shitting on Zane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What's the right most now? annoying part about like being myself? Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Oh, Something yeah. Work on. Okay, that's, that's, so that's a good one. so fucking talented. Uh, <laughs> not enough time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I feel like it's just having a human brain, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's like we all got being a born. brain that... <laughs> uh, that you there's it doesn't come with an instruction manual um mm-hmm. you can't necessarily like take it out and look at it to understand it so we're trying to understand this thing inside our head with itself mm-hmm. essentially yeah, yeah. thinking about um, your brain is wild yeah, <laughs> yeah. just a yeah. so that's what? like i've i've really <laughs> noticed in the past couple of years just like what my brain does and how wild it is and um i don't know if i said i definitely feel like i haven't been diagnosed but i'm pretty sure that i'm on the adhd spectrum somewhere mm-hmm. because my brain is a wild place it is a wild place yeah so <laughs> I'm a very I my brain moves really fast I'm a very visual person sometimes it's really hard to communicate the concepts and things that I am seeing in my mind into words because my brain will be going so much faster than my mouth and mm-hmm. and you're trying to find words to describe these visual concepts and stuff in your brain and it's just like yeah, yeah that's that's yeah, probably the most annoying part about being myself yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that that definitely makes sense it's, and it kind of comes like from this frustration of like what other people might even view as a superpower like oh you have so much going on in your head 
Uh, somebody said you guys should totally smoke some weed, mm-hmm. uh, some shweed. Uh, it was actually what what they said. Um, yeah, so that, I can that's be the even most... more distracted and forgetful. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and anxious. Uh, <laughs> that's that's definitely what I shweed. Shweed. Okay. Um, shweed some shweed. <laughs> but um, yeah, I definitely like you know, like I was saying, that it definitely comes from like this idea that like, oh yeah, you have so much going on in your head, and like it's you know, you always have all these ideas coming in. It's just like yeah, but what if they don't stop? Mm. You you know, like what if there's no, okay, cool. Now I can process all these ideas and make something. It's just like, you're making the idea that you were just thinking and now another idea is coming in and now you feel guilty that you haven't done the thing that you just, there's just so much going on. Jumping around. Yeah. yeah. Learning, learning how to like pick the focus and, and kind of stay generally on, on track with your mm-hmm. range of focus is definitely been something I'm learning yeah. how to yeah. do. Well, something I also had to learn to do is like, it's okay if I, split up my focus too because it can be really hard to focus on one thing so like if I'm cleaning the house <laughs> I'll start in the kitchen and I'll go in the living room and I'm like oh I need to do this and I'm like oh my dog wants to go outside okay I need to like fold the laundry oh I need to do this mm-hmm. but just like as things come up do them so like check them off like it'll pop on the list check it off instead of like have my list build up because I'm focused on one thing at least for me that kind of helps is be more in the moment spontaneous yeah. and and instead of focusing on one thing so I guess you kind of got to balance how <laughs> how you can handle your brain when it's all over the place like do I focus on one thing or do I let each thing come in and try and deal with it in that moment so that would yeah yeah. what uh, what do you think (laughs) the the most annoying the most annoying part about you is probably what I just said Uh, (laughs) that that my brain jumps from task to task and I used to feel really bad about it because I'd make a list of things to do on my day off and I wouldn't do most of them but I'd then, get half of all mm-hmm. of them done. Half of all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But half is better than zero. Reminding yeah. myself of that is really important too to be like, I didn't get 20 things done, but I got 10. Mm-hmm. And um, being able to like freely jump from task to task without judgment or feeling like I'm a failure is mm-hmm. uh, is really important. A lesson that I've been trying to teach myself. So, you know, start with a task and then you see something else that needs to get done. Work on that. Okay, then I see something else. So I guess just letting things kind of come in the flow rather than having such a rigid schedule because every time I try and have something really precise, really rigid, really planned, I will go insane. I can't do well, that. My brain yeah. doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. I and dated it, you for two years. Yeah, exactly. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and and I even I even told her that like I'm less of a planner than you are. Yeah. But whenever I great. try and be a planner, it doesn't that's not how I'm programmed. Mm. So to give myself grace that like this is how my brain works. Maybe not everyone can do that. Some people need to have a list and they need to have things organized and that's how they feel in control. I feel more in control when I'm not in control. That sounds very yeah. um backwards. Well, I mean, no, it's it's kind of just like accepting like yourself where you're at, yeah. you know, and and realizing that like most of the times we don't have control over just about anything. Mm-hmm. And so like once we kind of just uh you know, come to terms with that and allow us allow ourselves to know that we don't have control and we do have control over our breathing, um, mm-hmm. our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes you can't even really control those, but well, you have more control over for that. Those. I yeah. have a great analogy yeah. for that. Yeah. So uh, the way that I like to think about, because it can seem like we don't have control of our thoughts sometimes, like at all, it's like all sure. these random things just come into your brain and, um, while sometimes it's going to be the case that like that's always going to happen to some degree, mm. I like to think about my my conscious thoughts about uh, are like my my thoughts like a river. So mm-hmm. there's this river and things are floating down the river, and you can't control what falls in the river and floats down the river. It's yeah. gonna it's gonna happen. There's gonna be stuff that falls and floats down the river, but you can control what you get down on your knees and examine. Uh-huh. Mm. You don't have to get down on your knees and examine every piece of crap that floats down the river. You don't <laughs> yeah. have to. Yeah, you probably <laughs> um, couldn't if you wanted to. Yeah, it's too much. but that's so often what happens is we have these like th- random thoughts that float down the river and then we get really obsessed with like examining the thought that we had when you could just like look at another one. Yeah, there's, there's gonna there's, be another one in a second. Yeah, like just let it go. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, let it flow no. down and pick what you focus on. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Totally. I like that. No, that's a really good analogy. Um, what what about for you, Zane? What's the most annoying thing about your brain or yourself or something? My voice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thing you've done so many podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Good thing that I'm constantly talking. Uh, <laughs> microphones. Yeah, it's it's. Um, let's see. The most annoying thing about me is uh, my inability to relax. relax. <laughs> You're uh, finishing your yeah, sandwiches. sentences. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> no, I'm, I'm definitely, that's probably like the most annoying thing about me um, is just, just, I, I have a really hard time just. Sounds like you need some hypnosis. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I absolutely. know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please. Yeah. Please. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I, I just, I definitely have a really hard time relaxing and I feel like it's just, you know, there's, there's any number of things, any number of reasons, you know, maybe I'm doing it to distract myself, but, um, maybe like you we're, were raised in America. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was raised in America in <laughs> a capitalist system. And if you don't have output, you don't have value. If you yeah. don't have yeah. value, you have nothing. You feel like relaxing is taking away from pro like productivity. Like yeah. if you're relaxing, you're not doing something. And if you're not doing something, then, then I feel like I don't have a worthless piece of shit. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It's like if I don't have output, then I don't have value. Yeah. That's like mm -hmm. my biggest, that's like probably my biggest, most annoying thinking error is that like if I don't have output, I don't have value. If I'm not making a song, if I'm not making jokes, if I'm not making a podcast, mm -hmm. then like I'm just fucking breathing. You yeah. know? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I'm which is anxiously. Short anxiously. Yeah, yeah. Very short breaths. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is my output. <laughs> It's very tiny. Input, um, output, input, 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 output. input. <laughs> That's how I breathe. That's how I fucking realize. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think that, um, yeah, that's probably the thing. Because it's like, yeah, if, if you listen back to 50 episodes, <laughs> every episode starts off with, it will, for a while, it started off with, what are you excited for? And mine is just like, to relax. And I just said that for after 50. After this thing I do. After this thing I do, I absolutely. Thing, but I got something else coming up. Yep, so after yep. that, I'm going to After relax. that, I'm going to relax. Swear to God, this mm -hmm. is the time, you know. Like, Zane is yeah. that guy <laughs> looking at the river, grabbing everything that flows yeah, down. Yeah, I'm just like, oh my God, we can't let it all go down there. What if we get stuck in a beaver's dam or something? I don't know what what my fear is of letting letting thoughts go. But yeah, I definitely, I'm, you know, and I, I can definitely relate with that whole like ex like overexamining thoughts because there are so many thoughts that kind of just pop into your head that like if you just allowed that to be a thought and just move yeah. on, mm -hmm. then you would be so much happier. But you fixate on this like I thought this, which means I must be a bad person, which means that like. You know, oh, so I have a great example. Yeah. Um, I used to be the disaster thinker, like whatever situation, I, I, like if I'm driving, what if I just drove off the road right now? Mm. What if this building just collapsed on me? What if I just stabbed myself with this knife? Like mm -hmm. all that ridiculous sure. stuff. Yeah. And it would happen a lot. And it, like, I definitely wanted that to stop. And so it was. I didn't necessarily think of it like a problem though. I was like, okay, my brain is going to all these like weird random things. Mm -hmm. What do I do in this situation? Okay, do I make this a problem? Like how do I stop thinking all these terrible things? I literally, I just have to think about something else. And mm -hmm. so it, it, I, it took a lot of repetition. And mm -hmm. so sometimes that's one thing like changing your programming. There's two main ways to do that. One is repetition. One is through a emotional spike and um yeah we could talk about some some other time but i would just remind myself that i just have to think about something else like that thought doesn't mean anything i don't have to make it yeah. mean anything that there's something wrong with me that it's like this horrible thing that's having to let me just think about what i would rather think about instead yeah let it float down the river and, and grab something else exactly instead. so after Maybe. enough of doing that now I can't say that it never happens. Sure, I don't sure. have those random disastrous thoughts sometimes, but it's like hardly ever compared to what it used to be. Sure. And I think that if I had made that a problem that I was like, you know, having these thoughts, it would have been a serious problem where yeah. as opposed to like, let me just direct my focus to something else. Eventually I will program my brain out of this habit. And you're focusing on something you don't want to focus on, but you're still focusing on it. So you're giving it energy. Exactly. So that's like a really weird that, cycle that, that we can get caught in. It yeah. happens with so many things and uh -huh. people don't realize that like I've created such a problem of this thing for myself simply because I was like, it. oh yeah. shit, and like focused on it and I can't made it I a big problem. I thought about this for a second. Now I'm thinking about it for two seconds. I better think about it forever. <laughs> Only a weirdo would think about it for three seconds yeah. and yeah. then you just <laughs> go insane. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, it's like with that too when people are having a hard time remembering someone's name and they say their name, like don't say this, don't say this, don't say, all your brain hears is the wrong name you're repeating. Yeah. So you say them, you say their yeah. name wrong. Mm -hmm. So it's like, even mm -hmm. if you're focusing on what you don't want to do, your mind only hears the repetition. So. Oh, yeah. 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 Do, yeah. do not try and that's what our brains like to do because mm -hmm. our brains are much more inclined to like focus on the negative things yes. to help us avoid that negative thing. But literally, whatever you whatever you thing. focus on grows, whatever yeah. you focus on grows. So just remember that like if you want 
your wealth to grow, you're going to have to focus on making money, mm -hmm. not avoiding losing money. Yeah, like, or not, yeah, how broke you are every day. Yeah, how broke you, you are. Or like, yeah. oh, I can't save money. Like, focus on making more money. Mm -hmm. That's like literally just that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're saying I need to work harder. Okay, gotcha. No, no, not I, even no, that. I heard you. No, not okay. even that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. most people do not need to work harder. Americans work so hard. It's like we, most people don't understand actual like wealth and value creation. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, so that's just, and we have so much more wealth and value than actual money, and we forget that too. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You're yeah. valuable without, even if you're in so much debt, you're still a valuable being. I am in yeah. so much debt. Yeah, but ask the bank. I have a lot of value. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah very... can I pay you in charm? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No? Okay. What about a smile or a what pun? About, yeah, a positive attitude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we still definitely need to be taught more stuff about like just making money because it's we have all this stuff attached to making money now, shame and all these things. Yeah, that absolutely. It's just people aren't taught for probably a reason how yeah. to create wealth. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. In a positive way, usually yes, steal it from yeah, someone else yeah. or yeah. exploid people. Yeah, yeah. I guess I could <laughs> That's sell the crack. kind of wealth yeah. that we're taught how to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. All right, awesome. Well, we're going to take a real quick commercial break and we'll be right back with the smoke break. We are here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio and Pretty Dope Experience Radio. We captured the taste and sound only here on Open Country. Sundays, noon to one, with your host, Anti-Vandal. Folk music with Anti-Vandal. We captured the taste and sound on this open country. Noon to one, Sundays, with your host, Anti-Vandal. Here on Shady Pines Radio. We are back with a smoke break. We are here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio, as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. I'm your host, your old pal Zane, here with Amanda Deal. Hi, friends. And Ayanna Perry. Hey. Yo. So we're going to wrap up with my favorite part, and yeah. that is to find out what everyone is excited for. So uh, let's start off with you, Amanda. What are you excited for? Um, I'm excited for more opportunities and being like a full-time comedian going on more uh, like touring mm -hmm. and getting more stage time. And thank you. As like headliner, I'm bringing Sabrina Contreras with me to Idaho. She's going to be my feature comic. And her and I are, um, we're good friends. She's been on the show before as well. And she's someone I really respect as a performer, um, someone who has just a lot of confidence, big energy, super positive, supportive, funny. Also, um, I wanted to bring someone on the road that isn't drinking because for me, that's an important part of my growth as a performer is to not be tempted by alcohol, not fall back into it, kind of have someone that like we can have a sober like girls road trip. We can mm -hmm. hang out together. We can have fun and um, help support each other as artists and friends. So I'm just excited to grow as a person. It's been a lot of resistance on my part to grow because of fear of um, if I get rid of this, then I'm going to lose that. When the reality is every time I get rid of something that holds me back or that makes me feel bad, whenever you get rid of those bad habits, that makes room for better things to come in. So just kind of unlearning that and embracing the fact that like if I do let go of habits that I used to think were part of my identity, mm -hmm. that which isn't true, that lends to more wonderful things coming in my life. So, yeah, absolutely. No, you yeah. can you can create better parts of your identity and better things to identify with. Yeah, you know? love that. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. want to take things more seriously. And I mean, I want to have fun, but also not treat everything like it's doesn't matter. I don't yeah. know. There's such a weird I think balance. Yeah, that, that is a weird balance. I like that you said that. <laughs> I yeah. I made a Instagram post about that about heavy serious versus light serious. Uh -huh. Like we want to take things seriously, but you don't want to make it like heavy serious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. that's, that's and a... you want to have fun, but you don't want to be so like loose and lazadaisical that like you're not really putting your best effort into it because you're not really trying because yeah. you're just having fun. It's such just a having fun. It's such a yeah. weird dangerous yeah. balance of like nothing matters. Everything fucking matters. Like it's yeah. it both are like maybe not gonna help you grow necessarily. Yeah, absolutely. Find that balance of like I want to have a good time, but I also want to make sure that I'm putting my best effort into this while also enjoying it, not making it miserable, not making it just, you know, throw away. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. I think that that's uh, that's that'll be really good for you. Uh, Sabrina was on one of our other episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's super funny. She's like yeah. super insightful. Like one of my favorite people to talk to. Just like at an open mic, just oh, because yeah. like she's 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 bubbly, but at the same time she'll be like, "Hey, I'm not feeling that well," and it's like I need you know I I not need I appreciate somebody who can be both. You know, yeah. like I appreciate somebody who can bring you up, but I also appreciate somebody who like mm-hmm. won't lie to you if they're feeling down. I can mm-hmm. sit down with you and have a conversation and not just be like, "I'm just here to make jokes all the time." And yeah, yeah. She's yeah very like good Zane, at being able to. Like Zane. She's very very good at being able to kind of have fun and still be the life of the party, even if she's not drinking, but also be able to sit down and have a real conversation and not be like, yeah. oh, I don't want to talk about feelings. I just want to have fun. Like, yeah, yeah. That's an, I, I like that point. Cause mm-hmm. I, um, I'm going to be hosting a live class and discussion on the topic of toxic positivity. Yeah. Oh, that and sounds great. I got to see that. I, mm-hmm. I, so I love this. There's, there's like the, positive negative spectrum you know um where okay like positives on one side negatives on the other side and i think in that spectrum you can also put like the truth things that are untrue things that Mm -hmm. are true whatever and it's usually going to be in the middle where Mm -hmm. where the actual truth is in in the positive and negative the sweet Mm -hmm. spot is going to be being able to sit in the middle and be okay with either one yeah so like that place of everything has to be fun and if it's not then it's bad that's a fear of that other side of the spectrum of that you know quote-unquote negative side Mm -hmm. and i mean fear is already on that side anyways so you're literally you're afraid of that but you're putting yourself in fear and then trying to go all the way to that other side of the spectrum and be only positive yeah, good vibes and that's only. just like that's it, yeah it is not a good place Any, to people be. who say good vibes only are a bad vibe for me yeah. Like, oh, yeah. i have to be happy all the time exactly major person. red flag yeah absolutely absolutely um so what about you what are you excited for Oh, man, there are so many things um, happening in my life right now. I am excited to be doing more modeling and like, you know, professional photo shoots and um, paid opportunities like that's super exciting to me. And I am also really excited to be like I've been working for the past, I want to say, solid two years, like really going deep into how the human body works and how our brains work in the new, you know, nutrition science and all that stuff, like really hardcore educating myself mm-hmm. for the past few years. Um, because I realized that like, that's what I want to turn into my business is like, how do I actually help people? How do I create real change in the world? Yeah. And real change on a collective scale starts with individuals. Absolutely. And so I'm just excited to... If you can influence three people to change three other people, then like, you have the yeah. most exactly. positive pyramid scheme ever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's really what I'm working on and excited about is my my life coaching business and um, being able to do hypnosis with people and have a direct impact on how people see and experience themselves in the world. Mm-hmm. And then that just like that has a ripple effect. Um, so, so much further than I can probably even see. Sure. And it's, yeah, I've been working on this stuff for a while and it feels like it's finally all coming together in a way that mm-hmm. makes sense. And I haven't been too hard on myself about like where I am at with it. And, yeah. Um, yeah, that's really important yeah. too. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, that's 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 a huge <laughs> Sometimes I'll be like, You've been doing this for two years, why aren't you further? And I'm like, it's only yeah, two years. Because Come it's on. only been two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have asked a question and answered it with the same question. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Well being yeah. like being um I guess giving yourself grace and being patient with yourself is something I struggle with too. So mm-hmm. I think that's really important. I'm glad you said that. It's like, you can always ask, why am I not further along? But it's like, we don't really know the grand timeline of how long things take. Yeah. So to just be kind with yourself. And if if you're enjoying it, keep doing it and the outcome will come. It's not going to be mm-hmm. on your timeline, but just be like, I'm enjoying it and it's happening and I'm not going to stress about it. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. That's a good way to, just to do things. Do what you can do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Put, put your best effort towards it. Ask for help when you need it. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. That's I see such a big barrier for so many people is just like the inability to ask for help because they're making it mean something bad about themselves that they need help. And literally every human being needs help. None of us have gotten here without help. None of the stuff that we use, the microphones, cars, like all this stuff wouldn't exist without people working together and like supporting one another. And Mm -hmm. yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. No, mm-hmm. I think that being able to ask for help is uh, that's something that like, I guess I've had to do recently is just 
I don't know. I guess just be open to communicating that like not everything is dope all the time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that's definitely like a tricky thing because, uh, you know, there's there's definitely that fear of rejection that like, what if I ask for help and I don't get it? Then I'm going to feel I'm going to feel bad about the first thing and then bad that I don't have anybody to help me. <laughs> now I'm really screwed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that, you know, you also kind of deprive people of the opportunity to Uh, help in any capacity that they could, you know, like by not asking for help, you've basically decided for them that they can't help. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. um, You know, I think that the go ahead. I was going to say it's surprising too who does help because there's times where people who maybe have always been there for you can't be there for you. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. personal. Mm-hmm. They just don't have the energy or they have their own thing or the going skills on. or yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's people that like never in a million years you thought would step in that step in and are just like, hey, I got you. And you're like, what? So yeah, ask, yeah. help is very, <laughs> very empowering and also just it's something to kind of ask for help without expectations is important too because sometimes yeah, you, absolutely. you're asking a lot and not everyone can do that but everyone yeah. can do a little bit here and there. Yeah. Pay attention to who's offering it to yep. specifically because there are there's so many p- humans in the world that mm-hmm. exist mm-hmm. and a lot of them know a lot of cool stuff and know how to help with certain things that yeah. like it just takes your willingness to actually look and to be discerning and who you ask for help and mm-hmm. Um, just keep it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I had somebody like recently, you know, I was just like, oh, you know, I feel bad not being at a hundred percent. And they're just like, well, you, if you're worried about like being too much for people, like let everybody help 1%, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. le- if you let everybody help 1%, you're not over, you're not, you know, overbearing on a, on one person. It's not too much for one person. Mm-hmm. And everybody, you know, gets to be like, Hey, like I, I was able to help this much, you know, and it's, yeah. it means that you're not dependent on a single source for your, uh, for your solution. It, 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 you know, I guess it opens it up to <laughs> relationships like these days <laughs> <laughs> dependent on one person for yeah, everything. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you gotta, community yeah. is important. You gotta yeah. have a bunch of relationships not just one. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because a lot of pressure. No one can be everything for you. Yeah, and you shouldn't absolutely. expect them to. That's way yeah, too I always, yeah. I, I always say, and this is one of my favorite things to say, I can be your friend, mm-hmm. but I can't be your only friend. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or your only fan. Yeah. Uh, so what am I saying? <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> you're not going to make enough money if you're the only fan. Yeah, yeah. If you're the only fan. <laughs> uh, what are you excited for? Uh, man, more jokes like that. Um, so I recently uh, ran out of medication, which you'd be like, why would you be excited for that? Um, but I haven't been off of medication for like four years. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's something that like I was definitely nervous about initially. But um, what I'm coming to find out is that like I had this huge fear of uh, experiencing like really heavy negative emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, but like what I forgot is that I also get to experience really heavy positive emotions. Ah, uh, yes. You know, mm-hmm. like extreme positive emotions. Your I guess. extremes are back on. Yeah, my extremes Good are back on. Maybe. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, like at the same time, it's like I forgot what it was like to just be like super stoked and like goofy and like fucking bouncing off the walls yeah. and annoying the piss out of Amanda. <laughs> I, I forgot what it was like to to do that, you know, because it's like, you know, with a mood stabilizer, like, yes, you're in the middle, but you're never you're never super happy. Yeah. And you're never super sad. And it's just like I forget that the super sads allow me to write from a place and have compassion for people who are super sad. Mm-hmm. I, I forget that, you know, when I'm super happy that like I'm also extremely creative. I'm also, you mm-hmm. know, um, sometimes a delight to be around, uh, mm-hmm. sometimes a little much. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I guess, uh, you know, I, I just recognize that like just because they're extremes doesn't mean that they're both bad you know yeah. like oh, yeah. an extreme sadness and extreme happiness like although for some people it might be too much there's going to be people who needed you to be a little bit more hyped up because they were down or there's going to be people who were re- too happy and they're like please depress me um, <laughs> you know I'm sure people think that all the time uh, but you know I, <laughs> there's going to be people who are also down who you know just want to be met where they're at who yeah. want somebody to be like yeah I feel sad too I'm kind of with you on that you know and being able to like just talk to them and I feel like it, it brings about like a greater sense of community you know being able to uh, identify with multiple emotions. Yeah, you know? and uh, that goes back to what a little bit of what we had said earlier of just like being willing to be with the experience of any emotion that comes mm-hmm. up is like mm-hmm. really powerful and can allow you to. That I think that's kind of the key to literally doing anything you want to do mm-hmm. is being okay with experiencing whatever emotion comes up because it's just like it's energy and motion in your body. That's what it mm-hmm. is. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. I like no, I definitely, lot. yeah. I, I like what you had said about that. Cause I, that was like immediately what my, what my brain went to was just like, 
you know, because I am experiencing all these emotions, it's my fear of experiencing certain emotions that's like, you know, almost just creating anticipatory fear and anxiety about the anxiety. What if I feel nervous about something? It's like, dude, you are already there. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) What are you worried about? Um, (laughs) But yeah, I guess just, you know, being able to, to recognize that like, yes, I am going to get angry. Yes. I am going to get sad. Yes. I'm going to be very happy. Yes. I'm going to be melancholy. You know, like there's any range of emotions that I can feel, but if I'm not running away from those feelings and mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to experience them, then I can experience them from a more, uh, you know, uh, realistic standpoint where I yeah. can, I can appreciate what's coming with it. There's this term called emotional granularity and mm. it's, it, it really helps to have terms like words to put to your emotions so mm. that you can understand them better. So many people don't have words to actually understand their emotional states. Mm. And so that's something that you can do if you struggle with processing emotions is literally just start reading about the different emotions that you can experience and give yourself that vocabulary to actually talk about them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's perfect. All right. Did you want to give us your socials real quick before we sign out? Yeah. Yeah. So you can find me. I'm most active on Facebook and Instagram. My Instagram is Ayana Perry Arch. That is A-Y-A-N-A-P-E-R-R-Y Arch. And Facebook, just Ayana Perry. And oh, I have a website too. Yeah. You can find me on my website. It's just ayanaperry.com. Beautiful. Um, yeah. Excellent. Cool. Awesome. And then you can find me at It's Zane Thomas on Instagram. Uh, and uh-huh. check out the Smoke Break Pod. Uh, that's the, on Instagram as mm-hmm. well. Amanda's doing some pretty cool stuff on there. And then Thanks. you, you got five seconds. Tell okay, us. Okay, Amanda Lindy on everything. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs>